In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Good to see you again. Well, I don't, but it would be. Father Brendan Kilcoyne, coming to you with his inimitable wit from the Brendan Option, courtesy of Immaculata Productions. Subscribe. Give me money. <coughs> Excuse me. PayPal, Patreon, should you wish to contribute. The girls are signalling to me that I'm somewhat, somewhat rough. And then the comment section. Keep it coming. It keeps, keeps our morale up and it gives us ideas. Don't hesitate. Few people already have said you, you must do this, you must do that. It's good for us. We need to hear it. In one or two cases, eh, we had done it. But uh, no, but I mustn't be small. No, it's good for us. And, and don't hesitate. Let us know what you're thinking and what you want us to cover. So I, I'm keeping with the Sundays. Okay, we're coming up now on the 19th Sunday. This is the great challenge for priests. You get into this uh, series of readings on the bread of heaven. Um, so one Sunday is the bread of heaven, and the next Sunday is the bread of heaven. And then you get into the and of. No money joke. Luckily, because John can be seriously testing to the preacher. John's a poet. Oh, he's just a total poet. A bit like Isaiah. Elijah is my salvation there in that first reading. You see, that, that, that's a fantastic reading from Kings. It's a fantastic reading. Where the angel says to him, get up, eat, or the journey will be too much for you. And there's some food left there for him. Get up, eat or the journey will be too much for you. And then in the second reading, the Jews are saying, this bread of heaven business is out, okay? We don't know what you're going on about here. It makes no sense to us. And, and, our, and Jesus comes back to them again and he reiterates. Your ancestors had manna, right? And they're dead. Duh. Manna, good feed, but not enough. This is for eternity. Take it, or the journey will be too much for you. So I hear Catholics sometimes saying, you know, the the faith is the faith is difficult, the faith, you know, it's it's hard. And this is all true. The journey is hard. And the journey can sometimes feel too much for the for the holiest person. This is a Look at the images that are used for the for the journey. It's the ascent of the mountain. It's the climb. It's the walk. It's the desert. It's no, no. It's hard. It's hard. So the first thing I'm going to say to you is, you can let an awful lot of stress off yourself by just saying it's hard. It's meant to be hard. This isn't just me. It's not your fault. It's the way it is. Blame Adam and Eve. This is the way it is. Now you get off the hook for that one because of baptism. But after that, it goes on your account. Okay, you get the free offer. But uh, don't get too fond of it. You actually have to take responsibility for, for your life. Now God loves you whether you make a hash of this or not. He loves you whether you turn back or not. He loves you whether you sit in the middle of the road roaring or not. 
he will keep loving you. You are your own worst enemy, your own executioner. You're the one who starts the famines in your own spiritual life. What are you being told constantly by the angel of the Lord? Take and eat or the journey. Get up, get up, get up. Have your breakfast. Or it'll be too much for you and you won't be able to reach there. What is the Eucharist? Many things. But it is first and foremost bread for the journey. It is food for the journey. It is a divine and sublime truck stop. You move in off the highway, you eat, you drink, you have a coffee, you keep yourself fed, keep yourself awake for the journey. Now you can come back to me and say you're being disrespectful. Point taken, it's a tricky business where you start trying to explain something or get people to reconsider, to meditate on it afresh, something that's so down, it's, it's so, to quote Hopkins, sheer plod, okay? It's, it's, but Hopkins goes on to say, sheer plod makes plow down silly and shine. If people walk enough over fresh and dirt, it will become smooth and even glassy. We need to come looking at this from different angles. I'm telling you, what, what do they say in the mass, in the old Latin mass? Man ducate ex hoc omnes. Man du, man ducate. Take and, and stuff it into you. Chew it. It's, it's not a well-bred way of referring to eating in Latin. Man ducate. It's nosh. Or as they used to say in Tumas, Chuck, get it into you. Or you won't last the pace. You won't make it. You hear what he's saying to you? Take what you've been given. It's like, it's like trying to get a small kid to eat their greens. No, I don't, I, I don't like them. What are you going to do? You, you try to explain the science of it to a small kid. It's hard to blame parents for saying that's fine. No dessert. That's fine, you sit there long enough, you'll eat your greens. The parents are trying to keep the kid healthy and alive. Okay, I'm trying to keep you healthy and alive spiritually. Take the Eucharist. And you're going to say back, oh, well, now you're talking to, through both sides of your mouth. You're the one giving out about, about unworthy communions and all the rest. Well, what am I going to say next? I mean, what, do you, what, what did all our mothers say to us when we sat down at the table? Did you wash your handies? Have you gone to confession? You dark. Confession and then Eucharist. You say, oh, where the, the, the priests give up on confession. You can still find priests, okay? Half of them half starved. So they'd be delighted for a bit of business. Will you, for goodness sake, get back to regular meals? Get back to regular food, to soul food. You need this for the journey. You need the Lord inside, in, in your body. You need him in your heart. Or this will be too long for you. You need to pray. He doesn't need you to pray. He doesn't need you to praise him. You need to praise him. It gives him pleasure when you praise him. Because he loves you. And because you're doing what's good for you. You need to be doing this. You need to be at his table drinking deeply, eating plentifully. 
or you will not persevere. So this is what I'm saying to you in this reading. The, the, the last time I talked about it as, as necessary for your spiritual health, that Christ was the bread, Christ was the bread. I'm telling you now that if you do not avail of what you have been given, you can hardly complain if things don't work out. And that means confession. Communion implies confession. It implies penance. So stop making a big deal of confessions. You're like a kid crying because he has to wash his face. Like, you know, it'd be a big deal. What a tragedy. You know, they're dying of famine in some parts of the world and it's bothering you to go to confessions. Will you just go, will you just find some half-star flea-bitten priest and get him to hear your confessions? Okay, just get on with it. You need to eat. You need to be there. I'll tell you how you should be thinking about confessions. I'll tell you, and here I finish. I'll tell you how you should be thinking about confessions. You should be thinking about confessions only through the prism of going to communion. I think that's how you should be looking at it. So it seems to me. I think if you even stop thinking about confessions on its own, because then it becomes a huge deal and maybe it doesn't make as much sense. Think about communion. Think about this bread of heaven that you need. Confessions are just washing your hands. <sighs> Look, I just want us all to get across the finishing line. To paraphrase St. Paul. I just want you to get to heaven. That's all. I don't want you to starve. I want you to get what's yours. I want you to get your due. I want you to get what's coming to you. And I don't mean that in a bad way, okay? I want you to get the good stuff. Take what's been given to you. Stop being so proud. Stop making a big deal out of it. Wash your hands and sit at the table. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, Amen. <laughs>